Hey, it's Josh. I'm just calling to talk about this this whole quarantine thing. What's going on? Oh, it seems like we're we're in a, a new normal, I suppose. I was just walking around my my neighborhood today. It was sunny out, the birds were chirping. You could hear a, a weed whacker or two. But really, it felt different. Almost Almost post-apocalyptic in a way. Not in the same way you see at the beginning of a movie. Although, maybe, maybe sort of. But like, there are people walking around with P100 respirators. You know, the, the really big respirators that you would use if you're painting a car or something. And of course, we're all keeping our distance from each other. And you notice underneath these, these masks sort of shifty eyes, people questioning each other, making sure, are you going to walk on the sidewalk or should I? Should I walk around you? People keeping their distance. And it feels, it feels kind of strange. There's no hugs or handshakes, obviously. And we're in a world now where I can't even imagine going back to shaking people's hands at some point in the future. Although... I also can't imagine going back to or going to a world where there's no no more hugs, right? Now, obviously, as as the minimalists, Ryan and I have gone out on hundreds of tour stops over the last ten years, and we recently calculated that we've hugged over sixty thousand people while on the road. And I've never gotten sick once from that, but we're in a different time now, and this is a a different virus, and it's something that seems to be much more serious than the common cold or or the flu and and so i've had quite a few people ask me when when do you think this whole thing is going to turn around but i don't know if it's going to turn around in fact i, I don't think it will turn around turning around presupposes that we are going to go back somewhere as though we can turn back the clock to november of 2019 uh, of course that's that's not going to happen so Things aren't going to turn around. We're not going to get back to normal. There's going to be a new normal. And right now we are in a different normal as well. And I don't think this is the new normal. But I also don't know what the new normal is going to look like. And that's why I'm going to start these quarantine conversations with friends of mine, also friends of the podcast. And we're just going to do it on Patreon because... We're going to have some private conversations and talk about some things that we probably wouldn't typically talk about in public. And we'll probably disagree quite a bit. You know, my friends and I tend to have different beliefs. It doesn't mean one of us is inherently right or the other is wrong. We tend to have similar values and, and often uh, we, we want the same thing. We just get there via different paths and it might take some, some argumentation some deep philosophical discussions, some political discussions even, to hash it out. And I am open to having my mind changed about certain things. I'm, I'm obviously learning a whole lot as we adjust to, to this new world. I was driving through Idaho a few days ago. It was the day before they had that, that big earthquake out there. And as I was driving through, it seemed... It seemed like the opening scene to a apocalyptic movie. 
the skies were gray. It was dusk. And the highway signage, the, the digital marquees said, you must stay in your homes. Now, to me, that feels like some sort of Blade Runner-esque movie, some authoritarian uh, movie that, that are, or, or, it feels to me like the, there is this, this, this panic, this overreach that we see in those types of films. Although, I don't think that we, we are panicking necessarily. I mean, obviously some people are panicking and buying up a bunch of toilet paper and, and doing things they shouldn't be doing. They're, they're exhibiting the worst parts of, of humanity but most of us aren't, aren't panicking, and it doesn't seem to be an overreaction either. It seems to be, in many ways, an appropriate reaction, because if you, if you talk to some of the experts on this, we're talking about millions of deaths, not, just, not, not worldwide necessarily, but in the United States. And it seems to me that we are radically unprepared for all of this. We don't have the, the personal protection equipment that, that we needed in fact, uh, my, my sister-in-law, she is a nurse at an emergency room in, in Minnesota, and she's currently having to reuse the masks because they, they don't have enough masks. Uh, fortunately, uh, Bex and I had, had some extras that we were able to, to send to her. We, we actually bought some for uh, a project we were working on many months ago, way before we there was any sort of shortage, and you could just buy them willy-nilly at your local hardware store. And so we were able to send those to her. But that illustrates a, a much greater problem that we have. Our frontline workers, there are so many of them. I was at the grocery store the other day, and everyone working at the grocery store all wearing these masks as well. And they had these shields placed at the, the checkout counters. And I think these are all good measures, uh, appropriate measures, but the question is, is this the new normal or is, is this something that's going to, to change in time? Are we going to, uh, have we overcorrected temporarily because it's necessary and will we be able to go back to, to something that is somewhere in, in between? Yeah, I, I don't know the answers to this or, or will it get more drastic? Will it get more draconian? I, I don't know about that either. I do know that there will be a, a new normal, and hopefully that new normal is predicated on community and not merely GDP growth. Now, that's not to say that, that GDP isn't necessarily important. Uh, it, it's just that maybe we've put too much emphasis on constant, never-ending economic growth. Although at the same time, I want to be cognizant of, of the sort of economic crisis that's going on right now. In fact, I would say I'm not even that concerned about the economic crisis. I'm much more concerned about the individual financial crises that are happening in individual homes throughout America and throughout the entire world. There are quite a few people now, record job loss, and, and we're going to see entire industries in this new normal that contract that may never open back up again. Most of uh, our cities at this point are in some form of, of shutdown. And in that shutdown, 
Uh, we're seeing, a, I'm walking past restaurants that are closed. Obviously, gyms are closed. Retail shops are closed. Many of those businesses aren't going to open their doors again. They're not going to be able to. You know, a lot of retail shops, they make all their profits the last few days of the month, meaning they're in the red the majority of the month, the first 20 to 28 days of the month, and all their profit comes from those last few days. And the same is certainly true with, with restaurants and, and even gyms to a certain extent, depending on, on the gym. But can you imagine that this new normal, it's, it's going to be different. I can't imagine a lot of people going back to, to the gym after all of this, just like it's going to be hard to imagine shaking hands with people. If you go back just a few months, three months ago, if someone extended their hand to you, you would be a real jerk if you didn't reach your hand out and, and shake their hand. Now, if someone extends their hand to you, they are the jerk. They, they are socially inept and unaware. And it's amazing how quickly all of this has changed. I think we're going to see that changing with all these businesses as well. Some of them will reopen. Some, some of them will be able to adapt and, and maybe even change the entire structure of their business. The business model might change. Restaurant, restaurants might deliver more and therefore require less uh, retail space and, and less prominent retail space. No longer do you have to be on the main drag in, in town. You don't, have to be, you don't have to have that marquee location if you're just delivering food. You can have a warehouse in, in South Central or on the west side of Dayton and deliver food from there. And so that may actually help mitigate some of the costs. And so I think businesses are going to shift that way. Uh, obviously, fitness, people aren't going to stop being fit, but we may stop going to the gym in, in the same numbers. I mean, we already knew this, that if you go to a gym before, uh, it's probably one of the least healthy places that you can be, right? You, uh, your, your local gym, not only do they have all the off-gassing from all the equipment and the paint and, and the mats that are on the floors and all the carpet, and, and uh, of course you have all the chemicals and cleaners that are used to, to clean the equipment throughout the day, and then all the harsh chemicals that are used at night to essentially uh, Lysol, the, the building from top to bottom. And then, by the way, most gyms have poor... Uh, air ventilation and filtration systems. Oh, and if you're at a busy gym, what's happening all day? People are constantly huffing and puff, puffing and, and breathing out all the CO2. These are some of the most polluted places on earth. And that's before the coronavirus. That's before the spread of, of SARS-CoV-2. And, and so it was already a vector for disease and, and, and germs. And, and now I think people are going to be more cognizant of that. And that's why you're going to see more people with, you're going to see people you know, who are working out at home. Right now, Peloton stock is through the roof. You have uh, a lot of people who are just doing body weight exercises or lightweight exercises. YouTube videos are really taking off in this space. You've got people doing yoga at home now. And so I think a lot of these things are going to change. It doesn't mean you can't have a business within that space that makes money and adds value to people's lives and helps people solve their problems. But it might look considerably different in 2020 and beyond than it did in the previous normal, in 2019 and 2018 and, and before then. And so this new normal uh, might see a complete shift 
I mean, we've already been seeing it the last few decades with the internet taking over print media, for example. But this seems to be the final nail in the coffin for, say, the alt-weekly newspapers, which were really many of my favorite newspapers, the the alt-weeklies, like the Village Voice in, in New York, which went out of business a few years ago. But now we're hearing about a lot of alt-weeklies who are shuttering just in the past month or so because of this coronavirus. Well, why is that? Well, th- their biggest advertisers, when you think about it, were who? Local concerts and restaurants. Well, what's not going on right now? Local concerts and restaurants. In fact, Ryan and I had an entire tour planned for this month. It's our first tour in two years, and we had to postpone that till November because of everything that's going on. And we've been affected in many other ways. Uh, we've had to delay the filming of our, net, our next Netflix film. We had to cancel all of our, our speaking gigs. Oh, and by the way, we own a coffee shop. We own a real brick-and-mortar business. And we had to radically attenuate the staff's hours. In fact, in many cases, uh, we have about 14 employees there. The staff, some of them are working zero hours a week right now just because we can't open up the doors. We built a community space, and right now we can't have the community gathered there. And, and so we're doing to-go orders where you can order from a distance online only or via phone. And we'll place your coffee or your sandwich on a table, and then you can come and pick it up. So there's no individual interaction. There's no close contact. Now, you can imagine what that does for a business. That's not sustainable long term. And in fact, what we're trying to do right now, Ryan and I have made a commitment to not make any money from that business during this time, just so we can try to pay our employees whatever we can from the little bit of money that comes in there at Bandit Coffee. By the way, if you want to support it online, it's just you know you can you can buy you can still order coffee online, and then that helps us pay the employees whatever we can pay them at this point. Unfortunately, we're not we're not Starbucks. We don't have deep pockets, and so we can't afford to continue to to pay people. And so we're seeing that multiplied all over the country. Right, record high unemployment three point three million. People fire, filed for unemployment two weeks ago. I think it's something like 3.5 this past week. That, the previous record, I believe, was like 600,000. I mean, we're, we're talking exponential growth of, of unemployment. And in this new normal, we're going to have to figure out what employment looks like. You know, the gig economy in the meantime, it might mean having two or three temporary jobs where we're delivering things. And, and being one of those essential employees. By the way, if you are one of those essential employees, whether you're a frontline worker at a hospital, you're a nurse or a doctor or, or, or just a receptionist at a hospital, thank you. If you are working at a grocery store, thank you. If you are fixing elevators in a city, that needs to happen still, thank you. If you are picking up trash, or thank you for doing what you do. What you do is... is more important than ever, and we are more grateful than ever for what, how you're contributing. Um, uh, this is obviously a real pandemic, and the health implications are real. I know from my own sister-in-law, healthcare workers are being taxed beyond their limits, and we don't even know what the end of this, this pandemic is at this point. But what we do know is that we... We have to adjust, right? 
And that, that adjustment doesn't mean all of us staying home in perpetuity. I also don't think that that is going to be responsible either because what does it look like going forward? What does it look like if we're all just home for the rest of our lives? Obviously, that, that's not going to work. We have to work. We have to pay our bills. We have to pay our rent and, and our utilities. And, and, and so we need to be able to have a means in, to, 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 to do so. We have to be able to make money. And not because we are putting money first, but the reality of life is that we have to earn an income to pay our bills. And if anything, minimalism has prepared me for this more than anything over the last 12 years. Thankfully, I don't have any debt. I have an emergency fund. And so while all of this is a giant inconvenience, it's exactly that. It's an inconvenience for me. And I think I'll be fine long term, even though I'm going to have to adjust quite a few things as well. I want to spend some time reaching out to some friends in the coming days and weeks and ask them, how are they thriving through the situation? Not just surviving, but how are they thriving? But also, I want to figure out what they're anxious about and how they're addressing that anxiety and providing maybe some best practices for you. But also, I want this to be a conversation with you. I'd like to know how you are thriving through this. What are you doing to, to create? How have your habits changed? And what are you anxious about as we as we go through all of this and we don't know what the new normal is going to look like. Do you know what your new normal might look like? Let me know in the comments. I'm looking forward to having many of these quarantine conversations over the course of well, the next few weeks and maybe even beyond. We'll see. This thing isn't going to turn around, but we will get to some sort of new normal. I certainly hope those, I hope that new normal includes lots of hugs in the future, although we need to make sure that it's safe first. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you soon.